0: Okay, welcome to, to Sunday Night Navi, the share that, that we've called Prophetic Vision in the 21st Century. The Message of Naviyam Rishonim, the Story of the Book of Shoftim. This series will focus on Shmoha Novi. The author of the Book of Shoftim sent us many messages for our times. Uh, this entire series is dedicated in memory of our Rabbi Ahmiel, been our mayor. Tonight's share is Azekha Nishma Sarabraina Abbas, Heshav Ram, which is my grandmother, who's the arts I was today. So we'll say a share in her memory as well. Um, okay. Um, as, as always, uh shir is, is up on the, uh, on the um, podcast afterwards. Uh, if you want to, anyone else interested in, in hearing the shir, uh, you want to spread that to them as well. Also, you can Google my name on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, all, all, all this year, and we'll come up. Okay. Okay, also, um, it's been brought to my attention that one of our participants tonight has a birthday. So, I wish uh, Bernie Alexander a happy birthday. Arme of the Esrim. Thank uh, you, thank to, uh, you. Zint and and Thank you, By you too. And your thank family. You. Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's discuss this what lovely book of ours. Sefer Shoftim has turned out to be a a, a, a very difficult book to read um, because, as Jewish people, we we do have a conscience, and when we have a conscience. It's hard to read when our own people don't act with a conscience, and and, and I think that was challenging last week when we read, we read about the corruption of Abimelech. You know, our view of the king. So we know we know in Parsha Shoftim, the Torah tells us that there are certain halachas of the king. Uh, one one of the halachas of the king is that he is that he has to write a sefer Torah, and he has to keep the Torah uh, by, by him, you know next to him. Now, now that's that that's a mitzvah that goes beyond the mitzvah of a um, of, of a regular person. Mitzvah number six hundred and thirteen is that everyone has to write a sefer Torah. You know, we f- fulfill that many different ways. We buy a letter, different things, different opportunities. But we fulfill that mitzvah. We fulfill that mitzvah by uh, by, by buying the letter. But a king has a special halacha that he has, to, he, has to, he has to write a Sefer Torah. And not only does he have to write a Sefer Torah, but he has to keep it by his side at all times because it is extremely important that every step and every decision that the king makes has to, be in, has to somehow fit into the Torah, as, uh, as Rabbi Juan used to like to say, bazukat. Like what what, what 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 does the uh Rabonasha have to say about my action? And, and in fact, we, we know we know in, in terms of halacha that even when the king wanted wanted to go out to war, um, unless it was a Muhammad's mitzvah, unless it was an obligatory mitzvah, like destroying Amalek, like capturing the Zayin Amen, which was one of the as we discussed a long time ago, was one of the failures of, of this saver, the king. Uh, the king had to even consult with the Sanhedrin before he went out uh, to to war, and and that's uh, that was an important idea because because even as the king, um, it, it wasn't the founding fathers of this country that came up with checks and balances. It was the Rebbe Sholem himself who had checks and balances, and that and that the king had an answer to the Sanhedrin, and the Sanhedrin had an answer to the king, and and, and those kind. Of, those kind of ideas. Now, the king what, what, did have certain what we call executive orders. Today, the king did have the right to do certain things without consulting. Uh, we, we see that beginning of, of of the second part of Sefer Shmuel, what's called in the in the world Shmuel base, uh, when, they, when the when uh, the Maliki, the the the, um, the guy from a who was a convert, who who was the, who was the weapon bearer of Shaul and he killed. He either killed Shlomeloch, or it's not clear from the pesukim exactly when how how it went down. Or Shlom committed suicide, or he killed. Uh, whatever he helped the situation, and and defends uh, defend Shlomeloch on that. Uh, not for now, but anyway, but anyway, when he comes and, and David is very angry about what he had done, so David has him executed. So the Rambam writes that that was called Shah. That it's, that 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 David Amalech had the right to act in a certain way at a, at a certain time. As the king, he had certain privileges that he was allowed to, to carry out. He rebelled against the king, Yechai, Misa. Right? That was the whole, that was the whole, Gemara tells the story that there were two people, uh, one had mercy and it was the right thing, and one, one had mercy and it was the wrong thing. And that's the the contrast to Sho'ol and Dovin and Mel. So when 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 was told to, to told to kill Amalek, so um, when that happened, so so he was told to wipe them out completely. And we know the story that he didn't kill the king, and he didn't kill Agag. And the, the Gemara says in Megillah that that he had uh, relations with a woman that night, and she became pregnant, and from that. Along down that line of descent came Haman, and 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 had he carried out his order, maybe Haman could have been averted. Uh, and on the other hand, you have David and Melech Shimmi Ben Gera as David describes to Shlomo on his deathbed, that he he cursed me a terrible curse, and it's Chaya on the spot. But yet David doesn't kill him; uh, he waits. He, he waits. He lets Shlomo take care of it. That's always a good thing. To, good thing when you have issues that you need to take care, of, push it off to somebody else, right? And that's what David did with Shimi Ben And From Shimi Ben Geira came Mordechai. Mordechai Ben Yarab and Shimi uh, Ben Kish Ish, Ishimini. So, so, the, so the king has to be, so the king has to have a sense of who he is, what he is, and make decisions not based on uh, on rash decisions. But the king has to be has to live according to the Torah. Now, Avimelech, when we spoke about last week, when he took over the kingship, he could, he by, by right, whatever it meant that he was the king, he was only the king of Shechem, he was only uh, of the region, uh, whatever it meant. And cl- clearly it wasn't all the Jewish people accepting who he was. So what, whatever, whatever that meant, it, it, it doesn't matter. But the point is that he lived a life of, Opposite of what the Torah represented, and he was supposed to be the, the savior of oh. the Jewish people. It's very interesting because the Radak at the beginning of this parak says that Adi Melew did something to save the Jewish people. It's not it's not clear. Sukkot don't tell us what he did, but 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 he is counted as one of the Shoftim, and of course he's counted as one of the Shoftim. He must have done some act of uh, of Hatsola for Am Yisrael despite all the evil that he did. Um, we come to a, a very strange parak, parak yud. It's on page one seventy eight. If you're in the art scroll or shoftim Perik yud, um, in the in in in, the, in this perik, um we're told about shoftim who who saved the Jewish people, but yet we don't know what they did. It, the, the novi the novi doesn't tell us uh, what 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 they did. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and the, the Das Mikra uh, the, from Imosa you know, Rav Cook on Navi points out that we have many more, that, that actually there are many more Shoftim than what existed. Um, and the Navi, or Shwal Navi, who wrote Sefer Shoftim, only gives us a snapshot of some of the Navim, similar to what we discussed a number of weeks ago where we said that, that, that if it's written in the Navi, means it's talking to us. If it's, not, if it's not talking to us, it's not written in the Navi. So it could be also the Das Mikra postulates that Shmuel only wrote the stories of the Shoftim that had, that had long-term messages. But, but apparently there were many of these guys that were walking around. And, and here we're gonna see in this parak some of the Shoftim that the Navi doesn't really tell their story. They get, they get like what we call honorable mention, but but we don't really know what we don't know their story. It's, it's very very strange. Okay, yeah, so let's see. Uh, let, let, let's see uh what happens. Uh so beginning of Perakute. It's the last word on page 178 if you're in the art scroll. Uh, now it's parakeet. So it says that after Avimelech people got up to save Yisrael. That's what I was saying before. The Radak points out. The Radak points out that, that he too, The Afal pi kar. It says that somehow avimelech, even though we spoke about all the terrible things he did last week, but somehow he had some role in as a shofet in bringing some salvation to the Jewish people. Kevan Shama acharei avimelech, since the Pesach says after Avimelech came the next Shofet, so it sounds like that he also did something from the Annas. The, the. Had he done nothing positive, he wouldn't have been included with the list of the shoftei Israel. So, oh, despite all the bad that we spoke about last week, somehow Avimelech played some positive role, um, perhaps. Perhaps he was able to keep the enemies away. Remember, we spoke last week that the the conflict uh, of that period of the Shoftim, unlike in past conflicts, came from the enemies. Here, the conflict came internal. Avi was one of our one of our own. So maybe maybe that was the issue too—that the enemies were not willing to attack at that point, and maybe he was able to keep the enemies out of the land. Which, which what makes the story a lot worse because because if he didn't, if there were no enemies, so what, what are we doing? Yeah, he was just bloodthirsty, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> And Tola ben Pua, right, so the name of the Shofet was a man named Tola ben Pua ben Dodo Ishi Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, Rashi says Ben Dodo doesn't mean uncle; means that was the guy's name. He's a descendant of Yisochar. So, so again, we don't we don't really know what he did, but he did something. That's clear. It's like literally, it's honorable mention. That that that. It, remember, we also spoke about how in the period of the Shoftim, that it was a. Um, the period of the shoftim was was a period of time where where you know every the hashem picked shoftim that fit that fit his uh, that fit that that generation so so that's important to note as well so but yet have to know he doesn't tell us what happened. says he judged the jewish people for 23 years, and then he died. And he's buried in a place called Shamim. Doesn't not a word, not, not a word. Here, if you read the note in the article, there was a total of 44 uneventful years during which two judges led the people that the careers of these two leaders take up only five verses is indicative of the general history of the period of the judges. Scripture need not report on what took place during most of the era, because when the Jews were righteous, they were safe from their enemies. When they lived as the Torah commanded, they enjoyed their blessings, it assures, and then they, and their leaders played a minimal role. Only when they lost, God, they lost God's help due to their lapses, were they in jeopardy and in need of leaders to perform miracles to save them from oppression. By saying that Tola arose to save Israel, the prophet implies that Tola and perhaps the other judges were involved in defensive wars, but that, well, for whatever reason, they were not worthy of mention. So it could be that that they were able to keep the enemy, they were able to keep the enemy out of the land, but they weren't, uh, you know. But it wasn't, but it wasn't such a big deal. So I, I think, I think, I think that's what it was, anyway. Yeah, right. They were like a, you know, standoff. They, they uh, again, again, Shmuel Hanovi was very careful with. He obviously felt the reason. Maybe, uh, well, maybe I'm also thinking that maybe the answer was they were leaders in a time where the Jewish people, as the note points out, were observing the mitzvahs, and they they just led in, in the way they needed to lead. And maybe that was also a message that the that, uh, that 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 as long as we're keeping the mitzvahs, the enemies are going to stay up, right? Right. Nothing. Right. Nothing event. That's right. Nothing eventful happens. It's a period of. Uh, of of quiet and, and quiet is good, i think mean, most of us would will would, would pay money to have a quiet existence okay anyway so that's that's the story again so another novi where where we don't know what happened so he had thirty children so uh, and there were thirty cities. So the only thing the Novi tells us about Ya'ir HaGiladi is that he had many children and they were Milkhubat. When it says they were riding on uh, animals, um David points out who they were hush, they were they were important people. They, uh, they they did important things. Um, but again, uh, and Radak also points out, Ki Gadalhaya, Vinikbad, Baosher. Um, he was uh, you know, he was great and they were great and they were wealthy. Obi Banim, over Khaval, Khole Khami Banav, Haya Nikhpad, Rochaival Irason. Yeah, Ira Shivamar. They and they all all of them were hushiv, they rode on their animals and and, and and you know great 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 things happened to them, so that that's that that that's what it uh, that's that's what it was. Okay, now okay. So so again, we're left with a period of a little mysterious period of of history, but 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 seemingly a period where the Jewish people were holding on, and they were doing they were doing the right thing and there was peace, and perhaps these shoftim were able to impress that point upon them, and, and perhaps they were able to fight defensive wars and to keep uh, the enemies out. But it's just interesting that, that Shmuel mentions them, and I think that's the message to tell us what, how, that when things are good, things in the land are going to be good, and we're going to be able to enjoy the, the, the special brachas that a that Baruch Hu, uh, uh gives us. Now, now, now we get into the action, um, and we, we're coming. This is the prelude to Yiftah. Um, and, and then from Yiftah, we're gonna we're gonna get closer to Shimshon. and that's gonna be a, a, a very fun discussion. Um, and and Mr. Hashem, I, I hope uh, you know, I hope later in the year we'll, we'll be able to be Messiah in the um much later in the year. But Mr. Hashem, okay so again uh we have spoken a number of times that Vaosifu implies that there was it's an attachment to the past it means we haven't learned our lesson of the past the one time the one time we didn't have Vaosifu is when is when um after the Shira of devorah so we said that that the Shira of devorah was Mechaper and now it's a whole new but here it's a Continuing. So see so here's what happened. Listen to this. Uh, they did what was bad in the eyes of Hashem. Are you counting. one. two. three. four. five. six. 7, 7, seven. Hashem Below, do. Let's, let's grasp this for a minute. They worship seven different Avoy It's just they got so lost that they worship literally seven. Rashi uh, and Masuda and Radak all say it's not just that they worshiped them. Notice it was to the exclusion of a Kaddish Baruch. There was a complete rejection of a Kaddish Baruch. Just to read you the the words of the of the Radak, the uh, Lo Avdu Bishudfus. Like they didn't even say, "Okay, we're worshiping those idols and we'll put on film. Uh or "We're worshiping those idols, but we'll keep shabbos." No, there was a complete rejection uh, of a Kurdish Berakhah. I don't know if they kept shabbos or not, but I'm just using that as an example. That there was a complete and total rejection of, of a Kurdish Berakhah. All everything went out the window, and not even a. A vestige, okay. We'll we'll put on filling, but we don't. We do other things. No, it was complete. No shutoffs. Hard to understand, but they worship seven different types of idols. Right? That there was like a menu. So, as the story of Sefer Shoftim goes, Hashem became angry with the Jewish people. So this time we had a, a dual, um, we have a dual attack. On the one hand, Amon, uh, Amon attacked, and on the other hand, the plishtim. The first, this is the first reference, I believe, of the plishtim uh, that we've had. There was a brief mention by Shamgar ben Anat, who was a chauvet, it says, for six months. And it says that he fought off the plishtim. Um, I suspect that the police team were not as strong in that point, and he was able to quickly uh, rid themselves of. It. But now, but now, now the police team, right? It's it's really amazing. So where did the police team live, they lived in Gaza, right? It's 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 a it's, it's amazing how how uh, it, it did you know nothing ever changes, right? The same the same fights are going on for for how many thousands of years. It's it's really it's really uh, uh, amazing how, how that how that takes place. I I, I I marvel that. Like I I look at that and I say, it you know, you you read the Navi and, and the, the Plishtim, the Plishtim were in uh, you know, all the places along where, where Gaza is. And and Azzel was one of the Plishtim cities. And it's just amazing how, you know, nothing ever changes. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait till we get to the next paragraph, which is an amazing story. Well, what the king of Ammon says about the Jewish people, which is amazing. Anyway, so they really it, it it means they broke the Jewish people. I mean, they were they were it, it wasn't just an attack. It was a it wasn't just an attack on on uh, you know as a military attack, but they really broke the Jewish people. So, so it's a little unclear what that means, by So, some say it meant that all this took place in one shot. Others say that Bashanahi means during those years. Rotsu says David says immediately when Yair died, that immediately Yair Agiladi died. Immediately this attack began. B'shmona asrei shana tamir ha-davar. And he says it was a continuation. Misudat David says it was all in one shot. Like like it wasn't like the ongoing uh, attacks uh, of, that we described in, in the past. So it's unclear exactly what that means. Um, Rashi simply says that the day, the year that Yair died. But whatever it was, it, it, the, the attacks were pretty fierce. Um, and it says um it says with 18 years old as Kovenei Israel a Sheba by so this was an attack on on Reuben and Gad and Machasim Asher the Eritai Moray a Gilad like Gilad is one of the names of the cities that is uh, a descendant of Yosef. via Reuben and Ammon in so now Ammon crossed the Jordan leila ken gambi Hudo u Benyamen of the so they were they were out to get them all. Right. They went and they clothed and they clothed and they attacked uh, everyone. Um, if you look at uh, the article, it points out in the note so extreme was the subjugation that even the regal tribe of Yehudah and the offsprings of Yaakov's cherished Rachel Ephraim and Freyman and Yamin fell victim to them. That even these these tribes could not withstand the onslaught caused the entire nation of Israel to be greatly distressed. So you had. But it says that we, that there was great distress among the Jewish people. Now here is something interesting that happens. And you don't see that. Um, that you don't see that this often. What happens is the following lay Yisrael Israel called out to Hashem, right? They screamed out, they did Shubah. The first time the word appears is in Shemos. When it says that when Paro died, and Israel uh, um, Yisrael they, they groaned from their work, and it says that they uh, it says that they they called out Vaizaku. Um, so, so the word Vaizaku always means a of tefillah, a lation of tshuva, a lation of, um, a of um, um, as the as the uh, as the David points out, Vinei Sakasem lai, like you, you, the scream should reach Hashem, shaman so that so we he should save us. So they said we, we have sinned. We we have left our God, and we have worshipped um, Baalim. So so they they recognized uh, that the problem was um, them. Well, which, which is already an important step in the right direction. When you see yourself as the problem, you do this every time. yeah, yeah, they do it every time. But what can I tell you? Different people, same story. Hashem, El Bnei Israel. So Hashem speaks to Bnei Israel. Hello, Mitzrayim, o min Bnei He said. He says to them. I say so so the Mufarsha point out that what he was saying was, I saved you from the Amon, from Amori, and from Plishtim. So it, it's different points. Um again, again, not all clear exactly when this took place, and not all not clear exactly if all of this was documented um in the Novi, but it seems like that that, that Hashem stepped in. So you know Amalek was with Eglon, uh, with Moab. So Amalek does appear. He said, in those times when I saved you from those enemies, you called out to me, and I and I and I saved you, and I, I saved you from them. So you know what's. How come you didn't think about all those times that I saved you? How come you didn't say, wait a second, we wrote this script already. We played out this story. Ben Hashem came and protected us. Why Why did you go off and let this happen again? So so the first time we see this, um, you you left me. All, so the first point out, this was the Navi talking to B'nai Yisrael. Right. So if I stop the book right here, um, we need to have another Tisha book. Because it says that a Baruch was said to the Jewish people, not, I, I give up on you. So we know that that's not possible. We know uh, the promise to Abraham was that that we would never uh, Hashem would never forsake us. and And, and, and even if at times um even at times he um he seems hidden from us, but in the end he he's uh, he's always there. Uh, the story of Purim coming up the story of Hanukkah, but uh, which is more of a he- of a gila asanm, nis gul- which is more a story of, of open miracles, but then you have the contrast which is Purim which is hidden miracles, but yet 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 a Kurish is always there. We have a tradition in the Megillah that although it doesn't say Hashem's name, but every time it says Hamelech Without, uh, without the name um, Achashverosh that Hamel refers to a Kodesh Baruch, There's a, I have a Kabbalah in Laining that when we read the sixth parak, we say, you know, that's the, that's the story when the king had insomnia. So, so I have a tradition that I say Hamelach, well, ho not didosh not When you lay in the Megillah, you say Hamel in the Rosh Hashanah, that on that night, the king of kings, who's the judge of the whole world, uh, could not rest because the Jewish people were the a so so if I, so if I close the book here uh, we wouldn 't know that we 'd be scared and we 'd be petrified and we we 'd have to go out and gather everyone and say Hu is not going help us anymore but of course because you know that of course we know that 's not true um, he said that you know go go uh, go talk to the gods that you worship let them help you. So that's, that's obviously now. Um, um, you know, who also said this? Elio Anovi said this. Elio Anovi, when, when he came to Har Carmel, so so that was one of the great confrontations of Jewish history spiritually. Uh, to me, to me that was the greatest spiritual battle of Jewish history because Elio Anovi laid it all on the line. He said, He said, guys, listen, they went to Har Carmel, which is by the way in Haifa today. It's uh, right across from the Israeli Naval Museum. You can go visit. The, you can visit the Mara of Eliyahu, the Cave of Eliyahu, where he actually davened on that day. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a cool place to visit. Anyway, uh, the um, Eliyahu Naavi said, "Listen, guys," he says. Now, if you remember the story, the story, the story was there was a drought, and the drought was brought about by Eliyahu Naavi. Eliyahu ordered the rain to stop. There's a there's a whole discussion in the Gomorrah with the uh, uh, Elial had the keys to, to the old sir. To, it's all a very interesting discussion. We'll get, maybe one day we'll get to it. we we'll have be able to learn to say from Allah. Anyway, uh, anyway, so what, ha- what happened, what, what happened was, so finally he, he says to Shaw, we, we, we got, we got to settle this score. Um, you know, Sheol calls them Ta'ataz Ucher Yisrael, right? You're the one who's causing all the trouble to the Jewish people, and Eliyahu is enraged by that. He says, I'm the one. You're the one who worships idols, not me. I'm the one who's trying to get them to do the right thing. Anyway, so they have this big battle at a place called Har Carmel. And Eliyahu says to them, Mataya Admasayatem Poschim al he says, how long are you gonna be wishy washy? You're gonna go here. One day you're worshiping idols, the next day you're you're in shul with talos and filling on uh, 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 like you know you know, come on, give me a break. He says, he says, if the baal is God, then God, have a nice day, and if, and if, but if Hashem is the King, then you gotta you gotta come on, you gotta make a choice, and, that, and that's the whole battle with the fire coming from the sky, and they say Hashem something we recite on the Iwa, on Yom Kippurim, and and that's exactly what the Novi here was telling them is what exactly it was really what Eliyahu Novi told them on, on, on and later in history that you know you're worshiping idols, you worship seven different idols, come, you, you, come on, Think, you know if you have troubles, go ask them. Right, you know, and if not, and if not, then then no way uh now remember, we discussed that Gidon's father also said a similar idea. He said that you know when Gidon smashed the idol and they were uh, they were uh, angry, so and they wanted to kill Giddon. So Gidon's father said, Wait a second, if you really believe that the, these idols are God, let the, let the idols take out their own uh, revenge on him. What, what are you guys getting involved? But anyway, but but, but, but I see Elioh Hanovi in here. We, we discussed in the past that similarities uh, to Elioh Hanovi is all throughout this sefer, but I, I see that in this story. So, what was the response of B'nai Israel? So, obviously, they responded the right way. They said to B'nei we, Yisrael, we have sinned. Very important statement. Do whatever you want with us. But save us. What were they saying? They said, we have sinned. And we do, whatever you do to us, we deserve. But don't let them carry out the punishment. In other words, in other words if you want to punish us, you punish us. But but don't, it's interesting. They said, um, we they, they said it was like a Siddhakdin. They said, they said, they said, whatever you do to us is right. Right? There was a Siddhak Din taking place here. You're right. You're, you're 100% right. We're wrong. The land of upon him, and we should feel ashamed. But they said to him, he says, Whatever you want to do to us, we deserve. But we want it to come from you. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Right. So the, uh, let us fall in the hands of Hashem and not in the hands of people. It's interesting because Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said the opposite. Um, the Gemara tells the story. Mar and on tells the story that when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was dying, that he, uh, um, you know, uh, that he was the, the, the students found him crying, and they asked him. They said, you know, you know, Rebbe, you know, amura uh, Chazak, uh, you know, the the great pillar of the Jewish people, uh, you know, why are you crying? And he said, and he said, and he says, because we don't know you know, I don't know if I'm going to Olam Haba or if I'm going to Kanedan, right? So so Rabbi Salvechik points out on that story, he says he says that, that um, you know, his question was when he asked Vespasian for the city of Yavna and didn't ask for the base of Migdash, was that the right, that that decision was bothering him the rest of his life? And in the end, uh, the, he, he was vindicated and it was the right decision. We're still here today because of him. Uh, there's no question that we're still here because of the words, the famous words of "Tamei Yavnev and not because, not just because I went to Kerem but but because that those were the most important words of all the Jewish history in the last two thousand years. Yavnev give me the city because uh, Rabbi Yochanan ben I preserved Torah for for all the Jewish people. But interesting, he said that he'd rather fall in the hands of people. He said because a king I could bribe. He said, "He said, if a human king wants to punish me, I could bribe him, and maybe I could somehow get away with it." He says, "But, but, but, what if I go in front of Melech, she isaro that his imprisonment is an eternal imprisonment?" Uh, he says, no, "That that's no good." So it's interesting. He said the opposite. He said, "I'd rather right, right." He said, "Yeah." He said, "I'd rather uh, right." You put your hand out by talking. Right. He said, I'd rather face uh, people, but they said, no way. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, you, you know what, you know what they, you know what the story is? It's the story of Yona. What was, what was the, what was the issue? What was the main issue in Sefer Yonah? Right. We read, you know, we read every year on Yom Kippur. Everybody's too tired to uh, at that point by Mincha to, to analyze what Yonah is really about. What is Sefer Yonah about? Sevi Yonah is a, is a story where, where Yonah was sent on a mission to tell non-Jews to do tshuva, and if not, they're going to be destroyed. Well, so why doesn't Yonah want to go? Sounds like a great mission. Because he said, because we've been telling the Jewish people, do tshuva, do tshuva, then nobody listens. He says he was afraid that he's going to go to the Goyim, mm-hmm. and, and, and they'll do it, and, and, and they'll listen. And that, and that's the story, and that's what happened. So so but what, but, what, but what was he really upset about? He felt that they didn't deserve... He felt that they didn't deserve the opportunity to do. They, they, they were really bad people. The city of Ninveh, and they didn't deserve to. But but and what happens is is that is, is that he, he says to a Kodesh Baruch I know you. You're Kel Erel Rav chesed V'emes. You're merciful and compassionate, and you're and you and you're patient with people, and 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 you're Nicha Maharah, and you're gonna you know people will will will. will all the bad that they did can be wiped away with one moment of tshuva. That's why the Mishnah Perkyavo says, Yafesha chuva, Like one moment of chuva is greater than the entire world to come. And Yonah says to Yona says to God, I know you. That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna, they're gonna do tshuva and you're gonna say, okay, it's go all, all good. He said, he says, and you know, and then then he gives them the mashal with the tree where 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 the tree gives him shade to Kikayon and then the tree dies the next day and Yon is upset and, and and he says to you, I understand. What did you do to make this tree? I gave you this tree. You did nothing and you cried. So people who I spent so much effort into creating a world and having people, I shouldn't uh, have compassion. Uh, so so I, I think I think that I think this is as opposed to Rabbi Yochanan and Manzakai, I think this is the Yonah story that the people said, We know that a Bargo is Kel Era Kapai M Raphas that a Kodishpargo is is he will reconsider any evil that, that that if we behave properly and we do tshuva, that he'll he'll vindicate us and he'll and he'll you know uh, you know if we literally if we say l'chah Hashem if we say that you know you're righteous the lanu upon him and you know and we're wrong so you know then it's gonna be, then it's gonna be okay and and that's why they said help us like you want to punish us we get it we deserve it. Well, well, let that punishment come from you, not from them, because people can be particularly cruel, and people could be particularly evil, and we know you will never be so and, and that's what they, they said and I think, I think that's a very important point. So what so what 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 happened here? So it says they 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 not it's not just that they jit they cleaned out their place from all the idols. You know, it's, very interesting. I mean, it's amazing this, this is Parsha. But in Parsha's Fayislah, so so after the story of Shem, so Yaakov tells them, you know, Yaakov tells his sons. That to, to remove all the idols. It's what, Yaakov's sons worship idols? No, it means they took uh, stuff from Shrem and, and there were idols that were worshipped uh, among us. Ya- it was a very interesting message that Yaakov was telling them. Yaakov was telling them, I, I know you're tzaddik, and I know you don't worship idols. But, but, but the message is that we can never live with negative influences around us. Because even, even, if, even if we fix ourselves, temptation is always... Is always uh, is always there. And, and if the idol is hanging on your shelf, even if you say, yeah, I'm not going to, it's nothing, it's b- baloney, but you can't have it because you, ha- you, ha- you have to remove it. The Gemara says, we're learning the Dath this week, uh, uh, Psachim so the Gemara says, you can't have chametz in your house. Why? Because because you might be tempted to eat it. Right? Zemachok um, is Rashi and Tosus. Uh, about why we do B'dikah's chometz. So, so Tosse says, "Shema Yevolide Achila," because you might, because if the chometz is not in your is in your house, you might come to eat it on Pesach. Yeah, when Pesach starts, you have the matzah, and you can say, "Oh," then you get sick of the matzah and you go on to eat the eat the chometz. So Tosa says you have to get do B'dikah and get rid of the chametz, uh from from your house. And 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 chometz is symbolic of the yitzhahara. The Bali Musa say that 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 we have to search. Ourselves and we have to rid ourselves of 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 all negative influences and and they understood they, they saw that they were in trouble when they saw the react when the novi told them that Hashem is angry at you he's not listening to you um, I I think that shook them up a little bit sounds like. It sounds like it shook them up a little bit. And that's why it says that they removed all the items. They, it wasn't just that they stopped worshiping it, they completely got rid of it. They, they removed it from their house. Uh, it could be they reestablished them. I'm, I'm making up a little bit. Uh, they, 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 they reaffixed them to the door. Um, and they, 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 they had the tefillin checked and, and they made sure their sits on their talus was proper and and they, they, and they did all, all, the right, all the right things. So that's what it means. Um, it says, and they served It says, then his spirit could not tolerate the travail of Israel. What does that mean? Who's that referred to? That refers to a Kodesh bro. Rotzaloma says Masudata Vid Kitsara Ratsono Shomakom Israel. Mal Yisrael Kimithila Ratson a Margon Hamakl Naharbo Samalom. He says originally a Khadishburko was out to cause suffering to the Jewish people, Bavura Khatam Harav, because of their great sin. The atta and now La Hashem, now that they have returned to Hashem. His desire to cause evil, to cause trouble, to cause suffering to the Jewish people has been greatly diminished. Uh, in other words, Niham Hashem, uh, uh, when he saw that they, that again, again, the sincerity of their tshuva, I think, is in those words. As is, is it not that they did tshuva in their minds, but they, but they, they created the environment where the, where tshuva can work. Uh, they got rid of the idols. They brought in sfarim. They, 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 the talas, the tefillin. They, they did the mitzvahs. And and, and when I called I looked down. in the same way. That he looked down on Inve. The Gemara says in Tanis that what happened in Inve says a Bar- It doesn't say that 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 a, Bar- go, a Gemara says Lo sakam He didn't look at they, that they wore sackcloth or that they fasted. The Kodesh Bar- looked at Maaseyam Kishovu Midar He looked at their action and he saw that their action was sincere. And that's when that's when he that's when he called off the destruction of Inve. Same thing here. Vatiksar Nafsho. V'amal Yisrael, it says that they, that a Baruch Hu had reconsidered on all the suffering that he wanted to bring the Jewish people. It says that they announced b'nei uh, Amon, they they camped in a place called Gilgal. V'yehasvu b'nei Yisrael, v'yachanu b'Mitzpa, and b'nei Yisrael encamped in Mitzpah. am He said, whichever man will do battle against Amon will become the leader um, uh, of all the inhabitants of Gilad. And that's the prelude to Yiftach, who we'll see was not 100% accepted, but uh, eventually they had no choice but to accept him because he's going to take... Uh, the lead role. By the way, this is, a, again, a parallel to David and Goliath, where, where, where Goliath uh, said, instead of fighting, someone should fight me, and, and they were at a standstill until David came and fought the giant and and, and killed him. Okay, I think we're going to stop here for tonight. Uh, next week, Mr. Shem, we'll talk about um, Yiftach um, and what and what he did, and he stepped into this role that they needed as Amon was gathering their forces and the army was... Uh, uh, was gathering and they needed a leader. They didn't have one, and Yiftak will step into that role, and they will fight. And they'll fight against Amo, and we'll start her Kedal, Mr. Shem, next Sunday night. And the Shem should have an aliyah, And the Shem of our mayor, as well as uh, my grandmother, Abram, should have should have an aliyah. And, and Mr. Shem, everybody should have a good and a healthy week. And we'll see you right back here next Sunday night. Happy birthday to Bernie and May of Esrim. Thank you um, Unto- and, and, and everyone should be well and uh, we'll see you back here same time, same channel next Sunday night along this network oh, bye bye wow.